Welcome to Deborah Byrne Psychology Services Podcast. I am Deborah Byrne, a psychologist and your host for today. In my podcasts, I talk about a wide range of topics, including relationships, parenting, education, disability, mental health, and the most important topic I consider of all, self-care. I like to keep it informative and practical so that you can become empowered. This podcast is for adults and is for informational purposes only and should never replace your regular therapy sessions. Episode 34. What was personal development and what did it have to do with looking after myself anyway? What is personal development? Many years ago, in an effort to learn to look after myself, I took a course labelled personal development. I had been told that this would help me learn the necessities of looking after myself on top of mindfulness. But what was personal development and what did it have to do with looking after myself anyway? Well, it wasn't what I thought at the time, but it all made perfect sense in the end. It helped me understand more about myself, my thinking patterns and about others' behaviour. It was run over a number of weeks and included the following. 1. Change. What is it? Change doesn't happen overnight. It takes time and effort and involves a few different stages. A very brief overview of what happens in change is. Stage 1. Status quo. Nothing has happened yet, but you may perceive a need to change something, but not sure of what. Stage 2. Foreign element. An awareness of a problem arises and you feel the need to change it, maybe because of a difficulty that has arisen in your life. Stage 3. Chaos. You arrive in this stage and feel lost, out of control or helpless or hopeless. You've hit a wall of sorts. 4. New options. You can now see something to help you and you pick yourself up develop a better understanding of what has happened and learn new ways of coping. Stage five, practice. As it says, you practice, practice, practice your new way of coping. This helps reinforce it in your life. Stage six, integration. New methods of coping are no longer new, but are a way of life. You feel comfortable using them and a new status quo has been established. Two, behaviour types. There are basically four types of different behaviours. One, passivity, otherwise known as passive or dormant behaviour. This type of behaviour is classified by some of the following traits. People pleasing, no matter what our needs are, we will have an overriding need to please and help others while our own needs are not met. Low self-esteem, which is briefly bolstered by the people-pleasing, and feelings of powerlessness and an inability to take control of our lives. Two, direct aggression. This is also called aggressive or bullying. This behaviour stems from the need to win at all costs. It may be confused with assertive behaviour, which it is most definitely not. Compromise is impossible, as thoughts of losing is a big no. Confrontation may become physical and or verbal. 3. Indirect aggressive. This is also known as passive aggressiveness, martyrdom or manipulator. This type of behaviour often results from being raised within an openly direct aggressive home where one or both parents carry on in this manner. Being indirect aggressive though can be equally as abusive as direct aggressive. It is harder to confront as they use guilt, sarcasm and put downs to manipulate people into doing what they want them to do. 
There is no direct expression in terms of feelings or thoughts, but they also experience low self-esteem within themselves. 4. Assertion. This is assertive or fair and square behaviour. This behaviour is used where you feel good about yourself, expressing your feelings and standing up for yourself. You know making suggestions is okay and refusing anything is also okay. You can disagree when you want to and complain when you need to without fear or aggression. You will apologise when it is right to do so and you are able to request explanations when required from others. So when you hear the above list of behaviour types, which one are you? Have a think about it. 3. Self-talk, positive thinking, negative thinking. Understanding how we talk to ourselves and what is the basis of our thinking is so important to not just recovery, but to our ability to deal with life and have good self-esteem. Self-talk is automatic for most, as is a lack of awareness of our thinking patterns. It can go unnoticed, but it is largely responsible for how we feel, think and act every day. Negative self-talk is usually someone else's tape running through our heads, often from childhood. We need to overwrite it and replace it with something more positive and more truthful about ourselves. It usually goes hand in hand with negative thinking. How do we change this? By examining our way of thinking and using affirmations, i.e. positive self-talk and thinking. The negative thinking is distorted, irrational, unhelpful and learned from someone else. It is therefore can be unlearned. There are four types of negative thinkers. So which one are you? One, the worrier, always imagining the worst possible case scenario. Two, the critic, is constantly judging themselves and putting themselves down. Three, the perfectionist, always thinking they're not good enough. They must not make mistakes and always have to do better. Four, the victim, always thinking life is beyond their control, the situation is hopeless and helpless. They feel deprived, defective and unworthy. Number four, speaking up and saying no. Speaking up and saying no is part of assertiveness training. Always remember you have the right to say no and that no is a full sentence and a full statement, so it doesn't require an explanation. Five, using constructive criticism. It's okay to use constructive criticism. If you're unsure of how to do this, I would suggest practice first. It takes time to get it right, so be patient with yourself and don't give up after one go. How do you do it? If possible, you choose the time and place. Prepare what you want to say, making note of a few points, or if there are a lot you want to say, then just tackle one issue at a time and then leave it alone and come back to the other points at another time. When you do meet with the other person, you can focus on the following basic phrases. One, when you said or did X, you fill in what the X is and pause before continuing with what was said or done. Two, I felt Y. You again, you fill in what Y is. Always remember to focus on I felt, not you made me feel. Three, in future, I prefer if you said or did Z. You fill in the Z and then you finish with what do you think. Now you negotiate or compromise, but never let it get aggressive or heated. If it does, take a break until you both cool off. Please note, this will only work if the other person is a non-aggressive type. 
not a bully or isn't a narcissist or psychopath sociopath i like to separate these two conditions or a machiavellian type personality disorder i have links in the original blog to all these types of personality disorders six building self-esteem and self-respect building self-esteem and self-respect comes from looking at what good self-esteem is and what is good self-respect Good self-esteem and self-respect means you are comfortable in yourself and confident in your own abilities. It would include 1. Talking positively to yourself. 2. Acknowledging your strengths. 3. Changing behaviours you're not happy with. That doesn't mean anybody else has to be happy with them. 4. Celebrating your achievements, no matter how small. 5. Treating and rewarding yourself. If you go to my website, you can see there is a free resource that can help you with this. Six, looking after physical and mental health equally. Seven, taking time for yourself. Eight, seeking help and support as needed. Nine, getting to know yourself. Ten, it also means setting healthy boundaries for yourself. And eleven, knowing what your self-esteem busters and boosters are. I do talk about these in another blog. Links for all of these are in the original blog. Seven, using affirmations. Affirmations aren't just about some sayings on pieces of paper, although I use these daily and find them very helpful. They are also about, one, learning from mistakes and successes. Two, being knowledgeable about relationships and your relationship skills, no matter what kind of relationship it is, i.e. work, family or intimate. Three, decreasing excessive concerns. Four, expecting positive outcomes in life. Five, improving, matching your values with what you do, think and feel. Six, accepting compliments by just saying thank you. This is the easiest practice of affirmations. So the next time someone offers you a compliment, just say thank you, but nothing else. Eight, knowing your rights. Do you know your rights? These rights are part of assertiveness training and are based on the idea that we are all created equal, which many people may have forgotten. They are as follows. One, I have the right to express my feelings. Two, I have the right to express my opinions and beliefs. Three, I have the right to say yes and no for myself. Four, I have the right to change my mind. Five, I have the right to say I don't understand. Six, I have the right to be myself without having to act for other people's benefit. Seven, I have the right to decline responsibility for other people's problems. Eight, I have the right to make reasonable requests of others. Nine, I have the right to set my own priorities. Ten, I have the right to be listened to and taken seriously. Eleven, I have the right to make mistakes and feel comfortable about admitting them. Twelve, I have the right to be illogical in making decisions. Thirteen, I have the right to say I don't care. Fourteen, I have the right to be miserable or cheerful. 15. I have the right to own my own feelings. You can add in any more rights you can think of. To finish, do you know I have a book which offers a step-by-step guide on self-care and includes working through all of the above? You can find it on my shop. 
Thank you for listening to my podcast today. This podcast is also available in a blog format, which you can access at www.deborahbrownpsychologyservices.com. Don't forget, you can also subscribe to this podcast, follow me on social media at DB Psychology, or subscribe to our mailing list, which is full of freebies and keeps you up to date on the latest blogs and podcasts. Be sure to tune in next week 